Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Hey, welcome to Talking Van Halen on Twitch, the weekly EVH show, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. And here we are today. We have Kurt5150, of course. Hey, man. Hello, guys. Good to see you. Thank you. And Kurt, who do we have here? Oh, man. We have the author of the new book, friend and confidant of Eddie Van Halen, Mr. Steve Rosen, rock and roll journalist. Thanks, guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Voguing. Hey, hey, man. Hey, guys. Great to, Good to see, see you again. Man. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Kurt, we've spoken before, haven't we? Yeah, we were on the uh, show about, what, three weeks ago? Rob and I and Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. The YouTube, the YouTube yep. version of this. Yeah. Yep. And Rob, Rob was showing me all his uh, his little toys. Yeah. He sent me little. a little video. That was insane. <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> Remind me not to get mad at that dude. Yeah. Oh. I had the pleasure of going and visiting him back in uh, early November. And everything's legit. Oh, I, I have no, no doubt. Yeah, Incredible. he he loves the A team. Put it that way. <laughs> he is the A team. <laughs> a, B, and C team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, speaking nice. of speaking of the A team, this this uh, we're live here on Twitch on Wednesdays, but this is also uh, an uploaded video on Thursdays. So on YouTube, we have channel members and the top tier are uh dave ennis vinyl freak 5150 mike niece music therapy laz majestic pb and j cat wayno false flag sherman callahan andy carson michael b arhabs i think that says warlag the chad lawrence christensen lenny lou and mary james gum john moronic paul martin wood stephen franklin michael smith the captain Thomas Santiago, Joe Christian, Jeremy Hawkins, David Allen Wright, and Steve Carmichael. All right. Those are the executive nice. producers on YouTube, which again, this is a uh, an upload on Thursdays on YouTube. So drop some comments below, smash those thumbs ups. That's right. And look at this. We got a bunch of people here on Twitch. This 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 show's growing, man. Yeah, you want me to read off a couple That's names? Cool. Sure. We have uh, my buddy, Gunner5150, who sent Johnny a uh, EVH Gunner strap. What's up, man? Good All to see right. you. Hey, dude. He's uh, working on making a few others, so more to come on that, which will be cool. Nice. Um, Polly Walnuts. What's up, Polly? Polly. We got uh, C-Dub5150. What's going on? Hey, man. I think that's the Chad, maybe. Might be. Yeah. Uh, Trev Stream. What's up, Trev? Good to see you. Robert Ranford. Good to see you, man. Thanks for joining. Uh, Kai Matthews. Hey, Kai. Uncle Leo. What's up, Uncle? Can't wait to see you at the family reunion. 
Um, Fairfield Guitars, that's who who uh, is making the straps. Man, this other guy, I think he's trying to steal his handle. Sorry, Lewis. <laughs> um, SSAF5150. And more. Yes. Great to see everybody. This is awesome. This is nice. Awesome. Everyone's handle different on this than uh, Instagram and YouTube. It's kind of hard to tell who's who. Cobra Kai platoon coming in late as well. Hey, Cobra Kai. Hey, Dan Tana. Yeah, it's like what I was telling. I was telling Steve the other day. It's like uh, branding. Branding is very important. You want to keep everything, everything, everything mm-hmm. the same. So. Yeah, look at this. Well, hey, Steve. Man, I mean. Johnny. Uh, <laughs> we're very excited about your new book coming out. We, we can't wait. Can't, can't wait to read it. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've, I keep saying this, but I, I've, I grew up on, on so many of your interviews and articles on, on Edward. And this is just... Uh, I mean, this is just such, this is just amazing, you know, after, after all these years to get, um, uh, I guess, new, new and old, you know, content, you know, from, from, yeah. from you and, and uh, it's very, I mean, I'm sure Kurt, Kurt can, can say the same thing. It, it's, yeah. it's just, uh, it's awesome. I would have to say, John, you know I'm a bookworm. Um, I've read every book out about Van Halen or Eddie Van Halen, yeah. a handful of them multiple times. I mean, I'm talking two or three. Um, and some of the content can get a little redundant, which I'm okay with because, you know, as you know, Steve, some authors have different ways of spinning things. But just hearing your interviews, talking to you last time, I know that you have special content that, other people don't and uh you know you've had those late night visits uh late night phone calls trips uh hotel room conversations that uh you recorded and a lot of them weren't for a magazine you know they were literally just you two guys shooting the breeze and uh, i'm excited the 500 page thing doesn't scare me at all if you would have said it was 700 pages (laughs) i would have been more excited so um, this is going to be an epic well, one for sure. You bring up a lot of interesting points, Kurt. Um, uh, I, I think I posted on a couple sites, but maybe everybody doesn't know. So originally the book was going to be six by nine, uh, which is pretty much the standard. You know, if, if you, you know, Kurt, you've read, you've probably read, you know, 50 books that are six by nine. Yeah. Um, that's the standard size, you know, music bi- biographies. So, you know, we were putting that together and my printer, this guy, Robert Smith, um, who turns out is a monster Van Halen fan. He's also done books. He's done, he's done some heavy stuff, done some Taylor Swift books and um, Metallica. Um, I mean, some pretty heavy stuff. And he somehow, I mean, he didn't know who, know me, but he had read some of my stuff as well. And sort of when I approached him about the book, he was like, oh my God, I, we have to do this. It, you know, I mean, I was just blown away by that. Um, um, so uh, probably, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, 
we had we had a conversation and he said look man the book can't be a six by nine he said you know that many pages you know the book and kurt you're probably the only person here who's not you know daunted by the by the height of the book you know it's going to be like three inches high it's going to look like a dictionary you know um when a book is that thick and you open it up you know, uh, over time, the spine gets weird and it can crack and break. And that's the last thing I wanted to happen. happen. So he suggested mm-hmm. a uh, seven by 10. I thought, wow, that's great. So w- the book is now going to be a seven by 10, uh, which will reduce it to about 350 pages because the pages are bigger and hence more text uh, can fit on the page. Um, everything is exactly the same. I mean, it's every word. Um, nothing has been deleted. Uh, so it's a little, little bit oversized. Um, the photos, which are all black and white, uh, which I consciously did. Um, you know, it, it, honestly, if, if, if you were buying the book for the photos, it, it, it's probably not the book for you. I think there's some really interesting photos in there. And, you know, the photo that we're going to show in a little bit here of Ed and I with the guitar bodies, that's, that's one of the photos. That's from my collection. But it's not like you're going to find, you know, 15 um, unpublished live shots of Ed. It's just not that kind of book. Um, so the, the photos are going to be in black and white. And because of the bigger format, the, the photos will also, um, you know, uh, uh, look, look, uh, look a lot better. Um, you would also mention, Kurt, um, about the book and the stories old and new. So there are interviews in the book um, that some of you may have read before. Um, I do go into a fair amount of detail for the three Guitar World covers. Mm. Um, But what you didn't read in those original versions were... um, kind of the redacted parts, the part that I consciously, parts that I consciously left out, um, Mm -hmm. all the sort of, uh, you know, just banter back and forth. So while those interviews have been published, um, uh, never in this forum. And I've also, you know, I've explained before how I am sort of the participant and the observer. So, as a participant, I'm that guy sitting there with Edward, you know, 40 years ago, whatever it is. And as the observer, I'm looking at this guy sitting in this little, you know, Hollywood Hills guest house, you know, next to this guy, Edward Van Halen. And, you know, what was Ed thinking about? And what was his tone of voice? And was he in a good mood that day? And how many cigarettes was he smoking? And, you know, how was he holding the guitar? So, um, so it's kind of a, yeah, combination of old and new and, combination of kind of then and now. Um, I think the book is extraordinarily extraordinarily unique. I have never read a, a, a biography like that. And I've read a lot of biographies like you, Kurt. Um, and um, yeah, man, I, I, I think it's, I think it was gonna appeal to people and, you know, they're gonna sort of be able to see these unexpurgated versions of, of the interviews. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping people are really going to love the book. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. 
I can't tell you. I I mean, I I guess I can tell you how many times I read. Uh, I mean, the the Life and Times one, uh, July '85, Guitar World. I mean, I I read that one a billion times, and then there was the uh, the the uh, the article, the interview where you guys went to Nam. I guess yeah. it was maybe a, maybe a summer Nam, like '85. The, the, the New Orleans show. New Orleans, that yeah. one. That one's always always like stuck in my head. That I've always envisioned. You know, you showing up or, or you calling over there and them not answering, and then you get nervous and you calling back and then and then driving over there and, and you're waiting in the kitchen, you know, all that. I mean, such such great. Yeah, the stuff. first thing, yeah, I, I call on the phone and goes, Where are you? Go, Where am I, you shithead? I'm <laughs> trying to contact you for the last 45 minutes. I didn't say that to him, of course, but I was thinking it. Um, yeah, and and you know. A, a little, a little, another little clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. I, I also, you know, look at that story and um, fill in some of those holes. And um, yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. You know, it's really funny, man, because you guys, you know, talk about reading my stories and stuff. I've written, I, I don't know. I don't know how many stories I've written have had published. I mean, a, a thousand. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, many, many stories. And every time wow. I sit down to write a story, um, it's it's a very it's a very solitary thing. You know, I'm sitting there. You know, well, back in the day, on a typewriter, and then an electric typewriter, and then a computer, and you write this. You know, you're writing this stuff. You know, and you get done with the story, and you staple the pages together. And back in the day, you'd mail them off to the magazine, you know, all those Guitar World stories. Or maybe the last one um, by 80. No, man, 85. I, I, don't, I didn't have a computer in 85. No way. Um, I was really late to the game. So these all these hard copies, and I don't even have copies. I mean, I never made carbons, which makes me a little insane. But um, wow. so, you know, you send these stories off, and then it's kind of like you're done. You know, it's like. Well, okay, now the magazine has it and they're going to put it in there and they're going to put the graphics to it. And honestly, and, and, you know, I've never heard another writer say this and maybe they feel this way and maybe none of them do. And maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. But I always wondered, is anybody going to read that story? When I did those Van Halen covers, I thought, is anybody going to buy the magazine and if they do, are they going to sit down and read that story? It was a process. I, I could not, I just could not envision it. I mean, I have read, I, I'm a pretty prolific book reader. I mean, I've read so many books and, you know, I mean, I can sort of, not that I can understand what John Steinbeck did or guys at that level, but, mm -hmm. you know, Reading their book just seemed like the natural thing, you know. I, I can't imagine John Steinbeck ever thinking, "Oh, is anybody going to read my, uh, you know, East of Eden story?" I mean, it's like, you know. But uh, to, to make a long story short, I, I just never could make that connection between sitting there writing the story for days and days and days, and the case of the book for fourteen months, and and you know, wondering is somebody really going to read it? I mean, I knew somebody would read it. 
But then you think, you know, how many people are going to read it or is the magazine not going to sell any of those issues? I mean, it's a weird mm -hmm. thing. So, uh, you know, so when I see these PayPal things come in or, or the comments, you know, people send messages and or you guys. Hey, man, I, you know, I read your, you know, I read that Guitar World story three times and your New Orleans. I mean, I can't emphasize enough. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, that's the reason I, I became a writer, man. Honestly, I wanted to touch somebody. I wanted to think that, my God, my magazine is lying on your coffee table and you're going to pick it up, you know, the next time you go into the bathroom and, uh, you know, <laughs> if you're a business. I, I mean, to me, that I've was got it. I've got it sitting right over here. I should grab it. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, and, and a book is just that feeling multiplied by a thousand, uh, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, as, as much as everybody else wants the book out, I, I think I probably want it out worse than anybody. It's like, it's like the waiting period, you know, kind of the book is basically done. Um, even though, as I mentioned before we went on air, Kurt, you know, I, I have gone back and, you know, tweaked things and adding commas and, you know, there it is. I got that one so, too. So I bought this one. Yeah. This isn't the original one that I had. Um, original when I first originally got this uh, this magazine, because see, I didn't get into Van Halen till till late '85, early '86, somewhere. So huh. when I when I first got this, I ordered it as a back issue from Guitar World. Oh. I remember. So I'm not sure what my original one was. Oh, and that was in. 86 87 somewhere so it was only a year two years later uh but this one i bought from a uh like a memorabilia like shop and oh, really? and it's autographed i mean it looks wow. legit to me i mean i don't know if it's actually i mean who knows but yeah it, you know if i were did to look you, at that i mean did you did you pay uh an amount of money commensurate with the autograph I probably did. I mean, you don't yeah. have to say. I probably okay, did. Okay, I'll bet you this, it's real. You know what? Been... I mean, that makes me feel amazing that he would even sign it. And and you want to know this strange thing? I'll bet you whatever you paid for that magazine that when he signed it, he didn't know who wrote the story. Huh. Wow. He, uh, that was one of the things about him. And I talk about that in the book. And it was... It was a strange thing. His short-term memory was, I mean, really short. Um, huh. And I don't know because his head was always filled with music. Um, I have a couple of the theories, and, and I'll save those, and you can read about them in the book. Um, but, uh, but there were moments when it was a little uncomfortable that he didn't remember stuff. And... Um, um, yeah, and, and even even a little hurtful if we're really being honest. And I write about that in the book. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, that was some of the heavier stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. One of the things too, Steve, um, kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier with with the magazines. You know, I'm only 44 years old. Um, Johnny's 29. But back then, you know, yeah. we didn't have the internet <laughs> where we can scour yeah. videos um any article you know nowadays everything's right at our fingertips where if you want to learn something about 
you know, Edward Van Halen, you can spend hours and hours and hours on the internet reading. Well, back then we took anything we could get. So I told a story on a few shows back that I used to go to the grocery store with my mom once a month just to check out the magazine section to see if there was anything new as far as Van Halen goes. And I would sneak it into the shopping cart. Of course, she would buy it for me because she loved me. But that's how you got (laughs) information back then, um, other than like MTV, which was, you know, you had to sit in front of a television and catch it. Um, so yeah. it was a very pivotal time for us where we took whatever we can get and we would read those articles over and over and over because it was new information, stuff we wanted to hear more about. Um, that's why I love the books as well. Cause I just like absorbing that stuff. Yeah. You know, that, that's such a great story. I mean, I was really lucky to have, uh, started my journalism career when I did, you know, like 73, um, obviously there was no internet. There was, there was nothing. And those stories that I was writing for guitar player, I mean, I've, I've heard it a lot of times, you know, the Jimmy page cover that I did. I mean, guys would come to me and said, my God, you know, we never knew anything that he did, you know, and he's talking about his amps and, you know, I mean, I had no sense of that at all when I was writing the interview, you know, I had no sense of that at all when I was doing those Van Halen interviews years later. I mean, you know, honestly, if I had thought about, well, dude, you know, all these people are counting on you to like get all this stuff out of Ed and you better make sure you talk about what kind of, you know, frets he's using and this and that. I mean, I probably would have been so daunted. I probably, you know, I probably couldn't have asked him anything. So, I mean, I, it just never crossed my mind. You know, the only thing that I was thinking about was, um, you know, I mean, I have my questions, you know, I have my typewritten questions and, Mm -hmm. you know, it was covering the obvious stuff if there was a new record out. And beyond that, man, it was just, it was just kind of talking to him. And and honestly, and I also talk about this in the book, um, Edward, as much as he says he despised doing interviews, and he did, I could see that a lot. And even in interviews, uh, you know, that appeared in bigger magazines and with bigger writers, I, I, I could I could see instantly, and maybe you guys could too, because you've read so much. And you, and you touched on it earlier, Kurt, about kind of uh, recycling the same kind of writers would recycle the same information. Well, that's because Edward was giving them the same responses, and that's because Edward was burned out and didn't want to talk anymore. I mean, I I could spot it in an instant. Um, Mm -hmm. um, uh, my point being, um, on the other side of that, I, I, I really think Ed, and I I don't know why, um, you know, when I was talking to a man, he, he filled in so many holes, you know, and I'm there and I'm looking, you know, and, and, you know, even deeper into our, our, our friendship, you know, I mean, I'd stumble over a question or it's like, you know, I get locked and, oh, oh, fuck, what's that next question? And you always try to stay one question ahead. At the same time, obviously, listen to what the, the person is saying so you can respond to that. At the times, man, you just lose it. You lose the thread and it's like silence. And and Ed would come in with something, man, or he'd start talking. And I, he did it so many times. I can't even tell you. And, I again, I talk about that in the book. I, I found that fascinating. Um, but uh, – yeah, so you know, to hear you guys rereading that stuff and 
you know, somebody here said Steve Rosen <laughs> was our internet. I mean, to me, that, that is so gratifying. I can't even <laughs> begin to tell you. I mean, that's like, yeah. that's the greatest. That is just the greatest to me, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I heard a, a lot of people say that, uh, you know, talking to Eddie about cars or golf, other things outside of, you know, handguns, things outside of his music, he really enjoyed talking about. Um, I yeah. don't know if you had that experience with him where you guys talked other things outside of music, um, if that kept him engaged. Um, we, we, we did. I mean, I don't know shit about cars and I wish I did. I would talk I to him either. about his Lamborghinis and Muras, you know, uh, you know, I tried golfing one time and I, I, you know, I, I dug up the grass so bad they wouldn't let me on the course anymore. You know, um, I've, I've never been a gun guy. Actually, my brother's the one who should have talked to Ed. My brother knows everything about cars and everything about guns. Um, huh. but, uh, wow. in these twilight tapes, um, that I've mentioned, which were basically these very late night phone calls that Ed would make. Um, we got into some just amazing stuff and uh, it really it had nothing to do with music. And those were some of the most, I don't know, man, uh, insightful and deep and passionate conversations we ever had. And um, I know when people read that stuff, they're going to be, that's going to blow people away. I mean, it blew me away. You know, listening to these tapes again, uh, which I hadn't listened to since the day they were recorded. Um, I mean, they're fantastic. But what you say is true. Um, yeah, yeah, for he, yeah, for him. Then it was just a conversation, you know, talking about his cars and you know that kind of thing. Um, you know, talking about his music, man. There was that fine line, and and I may have mentioned it before. And again, I hate to keep referencing the book, but I I, I explore all this in the book in much more detail. But you know, asking Ed about, you know, well, Ed, you know, what kind of body was that? And Charvel, what's Charvel, Ed? You know, back when nobody really knew what Charvel was. And, well, you painted your own guitars. And so, Ed, how did you, you know, how do you wind your strings? And actually, a lot of that stuff he tried to keep secret. Um, but the, the yeah. truth is, I mean, you know, he could have told you exactly how he wanted he wanted his strings and your guitar was still going to go out of tune. Right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he just, he just, that stuff wasn't important to him. Um, mm -hmm. You know, talking about the guitars and um, you know, the kind of strings he used um, the songwriting, he would get into a little bit, but again, if you went too deep or, you know, you talked about an arrangement or something. He just kind of said, yeah, well, you know, it's just, you know, what I thought sounded good. I mean, he never, he never went deep on that stuff. Um, at least not with me. So mm -hmm. funny dude, you know, funny guy. Yeah. And yeah. a couple things in the chat. Was, it, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Steve asked about the circles guitar, if it was black or blue. So, Steve-O, we talked about that when we interviewed Steve last oh, time with Rob. Oh, we're the ones to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, he didn't Yeah, he didn't remember if it was black or, or blue. The other one was Leo asked, he heard Eddie had a subscription to all the guitar magazines and had them delivered to his house and also delivered to him on the road. Do you know if that was legit or did you see him with the guitar magazines, you know, stacked I up? I never... At, 
I, I, I honestly, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I never saw a magazine, not, not only a guitar magazine, I never saw a magazine. I never saw a book. Not that I would, not that there'd be books out in the studio, but, you know, I never saw a book. I never saw a magazine. I never saw him huh. talking about, hey, man, I read this. or, And like I said, honestly, I don't think he ever read one of my stories. And I, I tell about, uh, there's a little story I tell, I, I talk about in the book that's that's pretty incredible. Um, but, you know, Johnny, like I said, I, I don't, I don't think he remembered that I had interviewed him for the stories. He did. It's not that he was consciously being rude. That's not who he was at all. He just mm -hmm. didn't remember. And for Ed, Ed, that just wasn't, you know, that wasn't a priority up there with, you know, working out the riffs on the next song for the next album or, you know, tweaking the gear in the studio, you know, and, and things that I thought were really important. I mean, critically important on some levels, he, he never even remembered them. He never referenced them. Um, and the when I brought them up, he looked at me like, like, what are you talking about? And I never pursued that. And again, that stuff gets a little heavy, but I can't imagine Ed having uh, subscriptions to guitar magazines. I honestly can't. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a weird one. <laughs> I think we I'm, know I mean, him as guy with blinders, always moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, with Ed, it was his music and everybody else second. Uh, and I mean, and I don't mean this in any disparaging kind of way. Even in his marriage, it was music first and wife second. Um, yeah. Not that he consciously tried to do that, and and. I mean, I saw the, a little bit of that relationship between Edward and Valerie, and it was fantastic, you know, um, when I was around them. Um, uh, Wolfie was another thing. Then it was Wolfie and then the music. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, and he talks about Wolfie in the, in the book, and that's, that's pretty uh, remarkable, too. So, yeah, he had blinders on constantly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, no. That's cool. So, go, going back to let's say, um, let's let, let's let's go back to you. So let's let's say let's say okay. this magazine comes out. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's say that comes out. Like, did did you ever get like fan mail like back in the day? Like, where did people write to you, or, or were people? Like all these years, like now with the internet, it's different. Like we've got these shows, you yeah. know, phones. Yeah. What was it like? Let's like let's say this was coming out, or let's say you know when you started becoming known as oh the Edward Van Halen, you know, biography or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that question. And in fact, in that issue, I think Johnny is, um, and I reference it in the book as well. Um, I think I think that's where I wrote an open letter on the letters page uh, because I was in the middle of, of working on the book saying, hey, anybody who has, um, you know, any Van, Van Halen related memorabilia, let me know. You know, I'm looking for pictures or posters. Oh. Yep. That Van was Halenites. it. Right? That was it. Yep. Right there. 
That was it. And so my address is at the bottom. Obviously, this is pre-email. And the editor said, (laughs) it's an old address. Okay, good. But that's that's the address that Edward came to. Yeah, we part way. I love we part way. Wow. The editor said, do not do that. Don't put your address in a magazine. You know, writers never did that. You could never write to a writer. Um, I know I had tried once. I tried to write to a, a, a writer, a guitar player, and I never heard a response. And that pissed me off so badly. I said, okay, fucker, I'm going to go out and I'm going to write for the magazine myself. <laughs> so thanks for not getting back to me, dickhead. <laughs> so, so I had literally, I mean, I want to say hundreds of letters. I answered every single one. I loved every moment of it. I mean, people writing, oh my God, you know, we, we love your story. And, you know, hey, here's a picture that I, that I drew of Edward Van Halen, you know, or they send me, you know, some photograph uh, they taken at a show or something, you know, I, I returned everything mm-hmm. or hopefully mm-hmm. I did. Um, um, and yeah, man, I, I, I felt I, I, I felt like a real writer, you know, I, I felt like, you know, my God, I've touched all these people. Um, and um, what a fantastic thing. And maybe it's been on some of your uh, podcasts, Johnny, that people have wrote, written in saying, yeah, Steve, I, you know, I wrote you uh, in 85 when, you know, for the guitar world story and you wrote back to me and you were so nice and, mm-hmm. and everything, you know, and I thought, oh my God. That's just unbelievable. And some of these people still have my responses. For some reason, I wrote them on um, like little like index cards. I don't know why I did that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, but again, man, I responded to every single person. And I think out of, and again, I don't know how many were, there were. I know that there were a lot. Um, I think maybe one or two were nasty. No, why are you writing this book? And, you know, you're just trying to cash in on him or mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Um, and I'd like to think I responded in a genteel fashion, getting back to them, but I might've said, fuck you shithead, go out and write your own book. Then, you know? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't have said that. Uh, I may not, I probably wouldn't have just wouldn't have responded at all. But um, yeah, it was it was yeah. pretty it was pretty incredible. Um, I'm really happy I did that. Um, you know, unfortunately, that book, as we all know, never saw the light of day, and that's a shame. But um, it did turn into this book. Um, yeah, and, and I said before, this book, in in many many ways, is a far more honest and an open look at Ed, um, and. Uh, you know, contains a lot of stuff that that wouldn't have gone in that uh, original book. So yeah, things happen well, for Steve, a reason. Maybe I'm not sure. We're here to to promote your book, so um, we got 25 people watching, and then there's going to be a lot more on YouTube. Um, Johnny has a banner down below, so if you copy that link or type it into your browser on Facebook, there's a link to Steve's PayPal and instructions on friends and family 
to purchase the book. Um, and yeah. Steve, anything else you yeah, want to say? Exactly. On how to pre-purchase the book? I know Johnny and I have been promoting it for the last month, but um, you know we're here to get that thing going and get more copies sold for you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, there's the uh, Tone Chaser book is the name of my Facebook site. So go there and then you'll see like a little website address and click on that and yep. it will take you to the PayPal link. And it's pretty simple. Um, uh, if we're going to talk economics here, uh, if you're in the U.S. and I'm assuming everybody here are probably U.S. residents, you know, it's 35 bucks for the book and $12 for shipping. And if you could please send it as family and friends, and that means you actually need to click in PayPal on a little link that says, I think it says send as family and friends. Um, you can't just write it as a note. It's a special link. And um, if you could do that, uh, that would be great. Um, actually, before uh, we came on air here, I was telling Johnny and Kurt that, in fact, just today, I've actually added some more text to the book. Um, there's going to be three other sort of chapters that are going to be, uh, I, I mean, that are going to be really, really exceptional. I think you guys are going to love it. Um, so uh, basically the book um, is being formatted by my uh, art director, Daniel Gray, a very talented guy. He's worked on Neil Zlozauer's photo books. And you all know Neil as the greatest Van Halen photographer in the universe. Um, so I am hoping, I'm hoping we can have everything formatted and sent to the printers. I'd like to say two weeks, it'll probably be three weeks. So at three weeks, where are we? 21, we're at the end of March. Um, I thought, I thought I could begin shipping the book sort of by the end of April. That's that's not going to happen. Um, the turnaround time for a book to be printed, and I had no idea. I thought it was like a week or two weeks. can take anywhere from six to eight weeks. Um, uh, I, I guess, you know, only so many books can be printed, uh, you know, at a time, no matter how big a press is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, realistically, if the printer has this book by April 1st, Let's call it eight weeks, April, May. So we're really talking June first. Um, yeah, I would say we're lucky if we get and, it in June. Yeah, uh, because then the books have to also be shipped to me, and he's back in uh, Georgia, I think. Um, so that I mean that could be a week. Um, you know, uh, uh, some of you people may know about the NAM Show, National Association of Music and Merchandise, Music Merchants. Um, Merchants. It's a big convention once a year uh, where everybody who has anything to do with music convenes and basically retailers come, uh, you know, and they can see the new line of Fender guitars and uh, the new drum sets and amps and outboard gear and DJ stuff, microphones, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I was hoping that I would have books in hand. I was thinking about actually doing a little thing at NAMM, getting a little booth. And, wow. uh, you know, trying to, you know, get the book out there. Uh, I just don't know if the book is going to be ready. The, the, um, the NAM show, uh, which is actually normally in January, um, 
uh, it would have been this past January uh, because of COVID, uh, is now June, I think it's second or the third. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. even know how much in advance you'd have to, you know, you know, uh, you know, lock in your little booth kind of a thing. But that's disappointing. I really wanted to do that. I thought that could have been a blast. Uh, yeah. You know, all these Van Halen people coming by. Yeah. And um, so I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe I can get the book soon enough to, to, to do that. Um, actually, I, I, I really don't need the book in hand. It would have been helpful. You know, I could just kind of have, uh, you know, little posters kind of thing and, um, you know, kind of take orders. And maybe even if I could have one kind of a, a, a mock-up copy or kind of a, you know, semi-finished copy for people mm-hmm. to look at. So um, it's still a possibility. Um, and this printer is so into it that he kind of wants to, you know, he wants to be there with me, you know, wow. and, and I mean, he's excited by it. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't think you ever really find that in a printer. I think a printer, you know, takes your format, your stuff and prints a book and sends it to you and says, you know, good luck, buddy. Um, but this guy is, is amazing. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Wow. So, yeah, so check it out. Don't chase a book. Go buy the book. Go tell your friends. Um, yeah. There yes. you go. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Thank about, you. That'd be interesting about the NAM show. Um, yeah. This NAM will be very interesting because this will be the first time in a long time uh, where they're combining the two. So winter NAM and summer NAM will be the same. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. This June. And just up the Annie's for him, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It, you know, it, the past couple of years have been really weird. So it'll be interesting to see uh see what happens. But um either either way, um yeah, I, I I think doing something at at the Nam show is a good idea. Having, yeah, having the yeah, book. I think it could be really cool. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, again, I just think it'd be a uh, be a lot of fun, you know. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'd imagine there's, you know, if there were ever rabid Van Halen fans anywhere, they're going to be at that freaking Nam show, right? I run into them. I see them there. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 wild. But speaking speaking of Nam yeah. shows, really quickly though, and then we've got that photo we can show as well. Um, what was it like going to Nam with <laughs> Edward? Was that the only time you went with him? No, I had been there. Um, there was New Orleans, and and we talk about that in Tone Chaser, and maybe people have read that story in Guitar World, and if you have. Um, I, I expand on that story. Um, I went with him and I can never remember the years and I've tried to remember. Uh, I think I went with him two or three times. Uh, I think it was like 85 and 87, 85, 86 and 87. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I drove down with him once or twice and I write about it in the book, and it, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly. Um, and I think I met him there once at the Kramer booth, and I write about that as well. Um, in a broad answer to your question, Johnny, what was it like? I had been there, um, not with him, 
but I've been there when Jeff Beck was there, um, Stevie Wonder. Um, I, I mean, heavy, heavy guys, heavy cats, you know. Yeah. And with Ed, it was like nobody else existed. I'd never seen anything like that, even for Jeff Beck. And and between you and me, and I talk about in the book, Jeff was and is my favorite guitar player. I think he's the greatest who's ever lived. Um, and before Van Halen fans get crazy on me, that doesn't mean that I still can't love Edward Van Halen, okay? Take That's it easy, Kurt. <laughs> trying to be transparent. Hold me back. Kurt, don't, don't go sick and rob on me. Oh. <laughs> I won't tell him. Um, your secrets you better not. Hey, Rob. Me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it was it, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was so beyond a guitar player. This, and I use the word in my book, and I'll use it here. It was idolatry. Wow. It was. It was unbelievable to see it. It was amazing. They were pretty amazing moments, actually. Um, I don't think Edward dug it much. He never needed that, and we talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, he he didn't need it. He hated being at the Kramer booth, and I talk about that in the book. What um, year was that, Steve? It was eighty-five or eighty-seven. I think it was eighty-seven. Okay. There was the yeah. year that he gave that there was that contest from guitar for the practicing musician. They did a contact, right. a contest. And my friend won that contest and he won the guitar. Right, and you told me that was 87, right? That was 85 or 80, 85. Then I think, uh, uh, when Ed was there really getting mobbed, uh, uh, was 80, excuse me, 87. I think it was at 85 as well, but I yeah. may have met him there for that, that one. There's video. So hard to remember. There's video of that of him at the yeah, booth yeah, yeah. trying to sign. They're trying to get him to sign stuff, and people are like handing him things. And I, I know, and, and that's when he's got a you know that's when the, a Kramer um, handler comes over and says uh, Ed Ed will come back right yeah. or something like yeah. that. At the end, yeah. Ed never came back. Uh, yeah, so I was there, right. and and I know this is strange, and this is the last secret I'm going to give away. Not a secret. But there's a moment where. Ed kind of looks off the crowd and either he kind of nods or says hello. I think that's when he saw me. I couldn't swear to that. I'm not in the video. I can't even remember if I was, you know, so, but, but I, I talk about that in the book and, you know, so I'd like to think he was, you know, if he didn't see me, he was looking for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which would never happen. So, but yeah. <laughs> What's up, Steve O'Hawks? My son's in the chat, and his name's Steve. He's got a good oh, name. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, man. Nice. I'd love to say I named him after you. <laughs> Maybe you did. Who did you name him after? Um, my father-in-law, um, and actually Steve and Tyler as well. I'm a big Aerosmith fan as well. So little combination. So Steve. So Stephen Tyler gets props and I don't. That's nice, Kurt. I tried to give you props. Thank you. <laughs> wow. But Steve's a good name, for sure. Yeah. yeah there's a there's actually a little uh, there's a little Aerosmith story. Uh, 
in the book. It's oh, pretty, cool. It's pretty unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable, too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So hey, let let's show let's show this photo, and yeah. anybody on Facebook, this 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 is the uh, this is the profile image for for, uh, for yeah. Steve's uh, Tone Chaser book Facebook page, which that's what's scrolling at the bottom of the screen here. You can go and you can you can like that page, ask them all the questions you want about the book. It's where you can get where you can Absolutely. order the book. Yeah, everything. So, so what, what, what's the story with this, this picture? A lot of people are like, yeah, you know, us nerds are like, man, this is an amazing shot. I, I know. And, you know, and it's another one of those moments where, uh, in the moment, um, um, I, I'm thinking, yeah, this, this is fun, but I have no sense that it's, uh, uh I'm sorry. There's another Steve up there in the chat yeah, room. He says, great name. That's pretty funny. Um, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, this is fun. And, and, um, it was my idea to hold the bodies. Um, mm -hmm. oh, cool. uh, but, but at no point, yeah, no point that I think, oh, this is historic or you guitar geeks out there are going to go insane when you see this, you know, I, I mean, I just, it, it was just the furthest thing from my mind. I, I thought, honestly, I thought these bodies were just garbage. <laughs> I thought, you know, he had like 10,000 of these things and yeah, okay, you know, let's, let's pick these up, you know, that'll be fun. Um, so Glenn LaFerman took this photo and yep. as a teaser, <coughs> excuse me, I will tell you that there are more photos uh, from this session oh. um, that are fantastic. I mean, I think they're, it's a really kind of a, little beautiful montage that gets put together. But um, yeah, I, I have no idea what the bodies were. And Ed, you know, he was, Ed was uh, um, in his fashion. I mean, he was up for kind of goofy stuff like this. Um, he never took it seriously, um, uh, you know, and as sacrilegious as, as this might sound, I mean, he never took his guitars seriously in terms of he never like treated them with kid gloves. He never wiped out mm -hmm. the strings, you know, if he was practicing at home and he never put them back in cases. Um, you know, half the times they were left on the floor, you know, in, in, a, in a, in a guitar stand, maybe, um, you know, uh, spread across a chair. Um, mm -hmm. He just, he just never looked at his instruments like that. Um, even the very expensive ones. Um, and we know about his Les Pauls, and um, that's right. a fantastic story I also have in the book. Um, you know, cool. and how he kind of, you know, dismantled those guitars and, you know, took one on the road. And um, But, uh, yeah, Threw so I, I remember. Um, right. Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. I wanted to slap him, say, dude, you don't deserve these. I'm going to oh, take God. one. So yeah. Steve, this was '83, correct? Um, yes, Johnny, it was. You know? Okay. Uh, and you guys know can that's, tell that's '83. I, I can't even think now. You know, '84 he had the bandana, but for some reason I think this was pre '84. 
it's yeah it's the cover that this is an outtake from the 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 guitar world cover where he's holding the flying v right okay yeah yeah he's holding the flying v and then and then the shot in the inside in the inside of the magazine is him holding or he's wearing the body that steve's holding there the star body and he's doing the like acting like he's playing playing that okay those are the published photos and that that magazine i think came out there's another yeah yeah go ahead yeah that magazine came out i want to say january 84. that that's my first guitar will cover correct that's what's talking about the us festival let's uh i think so i think so yeah 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 that's the first one yeah it's that's 84. it's this one right here yeah i have that magazine let me see if i can find it it's that one yeah that's the first one that's the first story i ever wrote for guitar world so so that's the one yeah yeah there you go yeah and then if you open that kurt if you open that up the the first photo in there another glenn laferm well these are all glenn lafermans and hey glenn See, there's the pick right there. He's holding. So if oh, I go yeah. in between the two, see, he's holding that body now, and he's doing, he's doing that. Yep. Exactly. And so if you if you if that page extended further to the left, you'd see me. Dang it! <laughs> and and Steve, that's one of the last times we saw that uh, star guitar. That's what I understand. Yeah, yeah that's that so was weird, man. The last published photo where where we saw that get to, you never you ne- you never saw it again after that. The and one that we don't we don't really technically know what the back looks like. Yeah, right. And, I, and, I I heard that too. And you're looking right down at it. Can you remember? <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't remember going to a NAM show, but I can remember the back of his guitar. Right, yeah. Kurt. And the other one that Ed's yeah. holding, the the rude or weird shapes, um, is still hanging in fifty one fifty and um Wolfgang posed with some photos with it for uh an interview he did with um Washington Post. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is, that it, is it the body or is it, is it an entire guitar now? It's intact. Yeah, it's an entire guitar. It, it's an entire guitar. Um, EVH EVH Gear at Fender they rebuilt the guitar uh, some years ago. So uh, yeah, we've seen. Uh, I, I think built. I think I yeah yeah Chip I think Chip rebuilt it. I. Uh, they released uh, a couple like Instagram videos. Do you remember this, Kurt? Like, like this was a while ago, a few years ago, of Eddie at fifty one fifty, and he's doing like the horse sound and the elephant like sounds. Yep. And it was only for like Instagram or or Facebook and, and you know all that stuff, Twitter. But you could see that guitar like in the background, like hanging, hanging up. And then and then now, yeah, there was a a Wolfgang Van Halen photo session where the guitar was on a stand along with a bunch of other guitars. Yep. 
which I mean, we're really nerding out, but that type of stuff, Steve, is like what we just no. goo and gaga over, you know? Yeah, no, man. I think it's great to be that. I mean, I, I think it's fantastic to be that into it. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, you know, I mean, if a culture is going to grow up around any guitar player, how could it not have been Edward? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's right. everything to everybody, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. he, he had so many sides to him. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, if it was just guitar geeks that were into Edward, he wouldn't be a tenth <laughs> of the, you know, this icon that that he was. You know, um, right? You know. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Cool. So, do you need a cup of coffee? Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I think uh, I think I need another cup of coffee. Actually, I've, I'm drinking some tea here. <laughs> some tea <laughs> so yeah so i think it's time to go get another cup of tea awesome. another cuppa awesome oh yeah there it is oh yeah there's there's like a recent photo of, of the guitar right there oh wow very cool nice yeah any last cool. uh any last words of uh promotion or soapbox on the on the, um, on the book is yours um I'm just really anxious to see it out there. Um I, I I'm really anxious to see how people respond to it. Um you know I I, I think I've uh you know it, it's it's almost like uh creating a monster and then it's like you can't control the monster i mean in the very best way i mean i i know what your expectations are you know and you know and i i write about this in the book um you know that you know i mean i i wrote that book i wrote that book for me i wrote it for edward and the fans you know without you guys there's no book i mean you know i'm not i don't i don't write in a vacuum um i don't think any writer does and any writer who tells you, yeah, I just write for myself. It's like, that's bullshit. They say that because they can't go and get their story published or, or, or whatever. No artist creates in a vacuum. I, I, I don't believe that. If you're a musician, you don't create in your garage, and that's all you want to do. I mean, that's my outlook on it. So, um, you know, the, you know the, the, the end line keeps getting pushed further back because there's just so much to do, and you know, it's just like, I, I just, I want to see it done, you know, like these next three weeks or whatever. I'm hoping for it gets to the printer, you know, will be like mm-hmm. this interminable thing, you know, it's like, I wanted the printer to know it's, you know, that's, that's like the second step. And the third one is, you know, getting the book in my hand and getting it to you people. So it's just really hoping and, and, and believing that I, that I meet your expectations and exceed them because I know what they are. I mean, I can see it. I mean, I mean, I know what you guys are expecting and um, you know, it's the best book I could have written. I mean, it's, I've never worked on anything harder in my life and I'm not talking just about the length and the time. I'm just talking about every word and every page and, you know, trying to bring this guy to life and, you know, you know, I wanted you to be there with him and, you know, 
you know, jamming with them and inhaling his fucking cigarette smoke and, uh, <laughs> you know, watching him drink and getting drunk. And, you know, let's let's be honest about it. I've talked about it before, you know, getting high with them. And I got to tell you, those were fantastic moments. I mean, I loved every fucking second of it, um, you know. Um, and so I, I, I want everybody, I want all you guys to experience that. And um, for that reason, it was a hard book to write. I mean, I could have cheaped mm -hmm. out. I could have put a book together that was, you know, 95% my interviews. You know, I could have tossed the interviews up there and written a few little bits and pieces. I could have had the book done in two months. And it would have been a piece of shit. And your your response would have been, oh, well, I've kind of read this stuff before. and. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, that would have been a dagger through the heart. I mean, at that point, it's like, you know, why write anymore? So, you know, that was about the furthest thing from my mind. So the long answer to your question, Kurt, I, I, I just want, I just want everybody to have the book in their hands and start reading it. And the dialogue I really want to have is after people have the book and we can have discussions about the book. That will be there we go. unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and unless, uh, you know, I see 800 comments here, you know, got your book sucks. You suck. And uh, <laughs> in this case, I'll, I'll go find a, a cave in, uh, you know, Australia or something. But short of yeah. that. Or go know. to McDonald's. <laughs> go work at McDonald's like you were talking about. <laughs> exactly. They probably wouldn't let me work at McDonald's after the book. <laughs> they probably you put make passion me into it. back. If you put your passion into it, Steve, it's going to be everything we expect. So uh, I'm, I'm. I, think, I hope I'm so, man. I mean, I, I'm. A, results. I hope so. I mean, uh, I, I know that the, the, the first page of a chapter called Godhead, and uh, that title is is really significant. Um, where that came from, and I talk about that in the book. But that first page, uh, uh, who was it? Somebody. I can't remember it was on one of your podcasts, um, but but you know they they actually read that first as like two or three paragraphs, you know, and it talks about you know being at the whiskey that night. And they get oh man, that that's you, man. We can tell your thing, and it's like, I mean, that made me feel so good, you know. So at least for the first page, I'm cool, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I I I I I believe you guys are gonna really love it, you know. And cool. it, it will be everything and and more than you hoped it would be. So. You don't become an author nice. for major guitar magazines because uh, you know you're shitty at writing. So there's a reason why you've done all these, you know, write-ups, and um, this is going to be great. Give yourself some credit. Yeah, man, I I, I do. I, I give myself credit for writing it. Honestly, I because I, I know I know some of you guys that said, "Man, write the book, write the book, write the book," I, and I just couldn't do it. I, I thought there's no way I can write it. There's, there's too much to write. I don't have enough to write. It'll take too much time, uh, you know. So, and I talk about that in the book as well, how I kind of had to sneak up on it, you know, and write a little bit when my cat would wake me up in the horrible early morning hours and, you know. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. I mean, it's, it's everything that I knew as a music journalist and, uh, you know, being a sympathetic ear uh you know and i kind of tried to bring that together and you know hopefully that's what uh, tone chaser is nice cool awesome. Awesome. all right guys well thank you thank you again for having me
Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. There you go. All right, I'll be in touch with you, man. All right, bye. Thanks. All Thanks, right. Steve. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to read this book. Man, he's humble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 awesome. He's awesome. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, for watching. Let's see. Uh, where am I? Oh well, I like to change <laughs> these backgrounds, but I've got so many of them. I can't, I can't even. That, no, that's the other one. Oh well. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, what? We'll see you guys. Well, Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday, we do these live here on Twitch, and then this is an upload on YouTube the following day so thursday so tomorrow about this time this show will be getting over <laughs> yep. it'll be exactly the same just 24 hours later so but hey thank you everybody for hanging out thank you we got some new followers tonight i think i saw thanks for following me on twitch here and uh yeah kurt thank you everyone thank you again thank you thank you and these shows are growing you johnny I think I saw 27 was the peak. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cool. Sometimes we think there's going to be five people on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's all good, man. It's all good. So, hey, thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, I'll the next time we see you guys, technically, it will be Friday for uh, the Friday Van Halen show, exclusively Van Halen. So look for that. And... Uh, all right. Oh, again, again, Tone Chaser book down there on Facebook. Go like the page. Leave Steve comments. Leave him questions. That's where you can order the book. Everything is right there. Facebook.com slash Tone Chaser book. Great Father's Day present if it's coming in June. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you next time. Johnny Good TV. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.